Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So Campbell River is trying again. The city is proposing a ban on the public consumption of drugs in what they're calling high use zones and areas that are frequented by children, families and tourists. So this proposed bylaw would prohibit drug consumption within 15 meters of playgrounds, of sports fields, water parks, skate parks, things like that. Now, they tried to do something similar a few months ago. You probably remember we talked about it on the show at the time. But at that time, it was a ban on city property is what they were proposing there. And that one didn't work because it was thought to negatively impact public health initiatives. So they thought, okay, back to the drawing board. Now they're going to reword this and try again. And Campbell River isn't alone here either. Several other communities would like to try the same thing. The argument being, if you can limit where alcohol is publicly consumed, why not drugs? So joining us now to talk about this is Kevin Falcon, leader of the opposition for BC United. Thank you very much for joining us. And thanks very much for having me. Do you support communities doing this? Very much so. Uh, In fact, when the, you know, just a little context here. Back in 2020, when the NDP decided that they were going to go forward to fast track decriminalization of, you know, hard drugs like heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, crack, meth, etc. They, for two and a half grams or less, they went to the federal government to get an exemption from the criminal code. And the federal government provided it, but they also provided a letter um, um, a letter of recommendations to say, okay, here are some guardrails that you'll want to put around this uh, before you, in, you know, go forward and in, institutionalize this. And unfortunately, many of those guardrails are not in place, and that included making sure you take into account the needs of all the various communities out there who will have legitimate concerns, and this is certainly one of them. So now we have a situation, and I hear this from the police all the time, as recently as in Surrey on the weekend, where the police now uh, can go into a park if somebody's drinking alcohol, even if they have, depending on the community, are using plastic straws, they've got the ability through bylaws to be able to say, nope, you've got to move along, you can't be doing this in a playground or a beach or a park. Uh, But if they pull out their heroin or cocaine or or hard drugs, they can do it uh, without the police or bylaws having any ability to do anything about it. And the worst part, it's, it's not just, so that doesn't make any sense. And what we said to the government is, for God's sakes, at least put in a province-wide provision that says no open drug use in parks, playgrounds, or beaches. They refused to do that. And not only that, as you say, they pushed back against communities trying to pass bylaws. And then David Eby's old friends at Pivot Legal Society also weigh in to threaten to sue. And uh, to me, this just makes no sense. Okay, so then how do you word it so that you still want to make sure the people who need help get help, right? That you're not interfering with their ability to get health care, like a city-owned property, which is what the problem they had in Campbell River. How do you word it so that it still has an impact? Well, I think you just word it very clearly to say there will be uh, no open drug use of uh, drugs in parks, playgrounds, or beaches. Uh, across the province of British Columbia. I mean, uh, you know, they can wordsmith it, but there's good people that do that. But the point is that we as a society have to say that
ought to be focusing our primary attention, to your point, Simi, about helping these folks get treatment and recovery. And by the way, that's not available too. And that was one of the guardrails that's supposed to be in place, that there would be readily available treatment and recovery. Right now, it is far from readily available. So why does this matter? Let me just give you an example. In over on in Nanaimo that has already been struggling with total chaos uh, and, and social disorder as a result of the public supply of addictive drugs and this government's policies. Um, there was a young girl, Everly, at her elementary school who brought home a packet of fentanyl to her mother, and her mother, Andrea Miller, was just horrified uh, to find out that he, she was walking around carrying this fentanyl that could have killed her and probably every other kid in that playground had they ingested it. So there's got to be reasonable... Uh, provisions in place to make sure we protect public gathering areas. Okay, what about enforcement on this? Because you can ticket people until the cows come home, but if they're not going to pay those tickets, like what is? how do you actually enforce this? Well, the problem is there's no enforcement ability at all right now. So as the police said to me, they said, look, and, and I've said this before too, look, we were always skeptical about decriminalization, but, you know, uh, the committee members that we had on the health committee said, Uh, on page 48 of the report, look, if the proper guardrails are in place, okay, see how it goes and and, uh, make sure you keep proper, you know, statistics, et cetera, to see that we don't end up as they did in Portland, Oregon, with a 39% uh, increase in overdose deaths as a result of decriminalization. That was one year later. So, you know, um, the police right now face a real problem. They have no ability to do anything. And before, they could use their own judgment. And many times, if not most times, they would leave people openly using drug use, et cetera, alone, unless they were in a schoolyard, a park, or a playground, or on the beaches. But now that that provision's been taken from them, they don't have anything they can do. So they have to have something that they can at least act on. And why the government wouldn't say this is a reasonable limit on people's ability to openly use drugs is, is just beyond me. Okay, so is it finding people we're talking about? Is it getting them to move along? Like, how how do you enforce something like this then? Well, it typically can start with a fine, but usually, uh, more likely, they can just say, hey, listen, you know that open drug use, you're not going to be doing heroin here. Move along. And they'll move them out of there. And and that's, that's important to have that ability to do so. Uh, because, you know, mothers with kids at a playground shouldn't have to be worrying about, you know, someone openly using drugs right next to them. And, and look, I just have to say, by the way, I, you know, I've been speaking to some of the top medical doctors that specialize in addiction. And, you know, increased exposure to drugs is not a good thing. When you, exp- when you have more and more drug use and exposure of drug use, it does not send the right message to kids and impressionable teenagers. And we cannot forget that. That is a fundamental um, thing that we've learned, uh, you know, through all the different alcohol and all the different kinds of drug use. It's a tough situation, though, isn't it? Because nobody, we don't, we want to make sure people get help if they need help. But also, the current situation in some communities is is too much for people to deal with. Well, it is. And look, I, you know, when we brought forward our mental health and addiction plan, we called it better as possible. And what we said is that we were going going to have the primary focus, not the public supply of addictive drugs, but rather the total focus on helping people get better through treatment and recovery. That would be the primary effort of government with purpose-built facilities that people can stay up to a year um, dealing with the the drug addiction issues. I mean, we've got a situation in March, just in March alone. So remember, last year was the worst rate of overdose deaths we've ever had in British Columbia history. And it's been the worst every year for the last seven years. So 
Um, in March, we had 19 days, 19 straight days where there were over 100 overdoses a day in Vancouver alone. Um, we, we, you know, you can't, we can't have a, when, when things are getting worse and the number of overdose deaths are going up, continuing to do more of the same thing and, in fact, expanding that effort is not going to change the results. That's what really concerns me, Sydney. Okay, so you think Campbell River is on the right track here? You think other communities should do this? Absolutely. It's not just Campbell River, Kamloops, uh, Sycamus, uh, Kelowna. There's a whole bunch of communities that want to, this to be dealt with. And the problem is uh, they're getting pushback from the government saying, no, we don't want you doing this. Wait six months so we can see what the results are. Why would we wait six months uh, and allow complete open drug use throughout our communities, especially in parks, playgrounds and beaches? What, like, what possible positive benefit can we get out of that? It just makes no sense to me. All right. Well, so thanks very much for your time on that. Thanks for having me, Simi. That's Kevin Falcon, a leader of the opposition for BC United, talking about Campbell River proposing this bylaw uh, to ban consumption of drugs or having drug use within 15 metres of playgrounds, sports fields, water parks, skate parks, things like that. They tried earlier to do this, but they had said city property. And there was concerns raised that, well, if you do that, then is it going to stop people from getting help if they need to go into some health facilities that are city property, that kind of thing. So now they're rewording it and trying again. And there are other communities who think this is a good idea too, that they would like to do this. Now, would you support that if your community did something like that? Or do you think that, well, maybe we should wait and see how these latest policies take effect first before we do that? Uh, you know what? We, we regulate the consumption of alcohol in public places. Should we apply those same rules here?